Champions from Gate 7 or from Championship number 6. Jordan, open, Chicago with the lead! Washington outside left, Roethlisberger has time, throws to the back of the end zone and it is Remaining. And they're putting Curry in the pick and roll, trying to get him on Irving. Irving and Curry, one on one. Irving puts it up. It's good. Kyrie Irving from downtown. We're sending it in, Jerome. That's for damn sure. Yes, 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 yes. What is up, everybody? Welcome to Tap Room Sports Podcast. I am your host, Jordan Stacks on Stacks on Stacks. Let's <laughs> join with Mr. Big Ball and Ben Larson. <laughs> Sir. And Swerving Irving Washington. Yes, sir. Happy Thanksgiving to everybody out there. Hope yeah. everybody had a nice Black Friday, Cyber Monday. And get ready for the holidays. The year is winding down. Yep. Love it. Hope everybody had a uh, safe and happy Thanksgiving. Spent some time with some family. Ate good. Drank good. You know? How was, it, how was your guys' weekend? Good. Mom's 65th birthday. Celebrated that yesterday. That's right. How was that? It was good. Your boy got, you know, got got lit, got a little, got hammered for the first time in a while. There we go. Uh, <laughs> Plus, SCB so Notre Dame. <laughs> yeah, I was mixing tequila and hitty last night. So I was, Jesus um, Christ. So that was cool. Enjoy some good football on Saturday. I'm just not watching my Broncos no more to the end of the season. Um, <laughs> I'm going to still watch them. I just don't expect for us to be. And yeah, it's, it's looking bad, bro. But other than that, had a great weekend. Family. Can't complain, you know. How about y'all? I loved it, man. Had uh, multiple Thanksgivings this year. So got to uh, got to wine and dine. I mean, three times this year so damn i'm like five pounds heavier but you know we do what we gotta do yeah, that's stash how it, is filling in more so that's how it goes when when your uh, significant other and your family both live in the same area yeah exactly i just had one thanksgiving with just uh you know the lady and, and the, the kid bam yeah so that was nice small watch some football Watched a lot of college hoops, actually. I watched more college basketball this weekend than any other sport. That's for damn sure. There we go. Um, and then, obviously, USC capped off my weekend yesterday by beating the dog shit out of fucking Notre Dame. So, that was a... I was feeling myself last night. I'll say that. <laughs> I'll definitely say that. But we're here tonight, Sunday night, uh, running down the NFL Week 12. We had a ton of action, ton of storylines. We're getting close to the playoffs, so we're going to talk about that. But I'm still drinking some good beer tonight, Ben. I know Irvin, he's he's recovering, but yeah. I got I got some, yeah. I got two nice ones tonight. Oh yeah, I got this. I'm probably going to go buy another one before the after after the show is over. <laughs> going with the hard stuff again. <laughs> the hard water. Speaking of speaking of hard stuff, I do have a little bit of hard stuff for uh, for later in the show. But I also have two good beers today, and because of the season, I got a little theme going on. So. Uh, but before we get to that, we got to say that we are being sponsored by Tavour. I've got go to tavour.com, download the Tavour app, use promo code TAPROOM when signing on, get $10 off your first purchase of $25 or more. 
that's two free beers in some cases. So definitely go and, uh, you know, hook that up. It's a, it's a great program. You don't even have to get off your couch to order. That's right. But what we are going to be doing is we're going to be talking about a couple beers on the podcast tonight because it is Sunday and uh, we are bringing this back to the way we wanted to start this podcast, talking beer, drinking beer and talking sports. There we go. Um, and, uh, you know, Jordan and I are going to be drinking a couple beers on each podcast, rating them out of five. We'll get Irv on here someday uh, doing that. And uh, yeah, y'all can just I'm going to give you my address and y'all just ship me some beer. I'll, I'll ship you some beers. Absolutely. And we'll get you oh, you got beer. the just, there's like a hand. There's like so many breweries in L.A., dude. That's true. We got no, some of the where, best breweries where, in LA too. Not, not where I'm at. I'm just, <laughs> all right, all right. Y'all, y'all tell y'all tell me a good brewery. I'll go pick some up, and then next time we own, I'll be drinking some beer. Probably Tuesday. When we don't y'all drink on Tuesday too? Uh, uh, yeah, we I don't mean, really kind of yeah. focus on it. So. Yeah. All right. Well, Sunday next Sunday. I'm next uh, Sunday. Yeah. There we go. And I won't be looking like a molester next Sunday. So we're, oh, you're gonna shave the stash? Good thing. Yep. Okay. No, just. No shave November. That's that's all it was. So, well, aren't you supposed to like grow the whole fucking shindig out, like the beard too? Yeah, yeah I didn't want to do the beard. I look like a homeless man. So, I mean, that's I what, what having a beard molester, is supposed to be like. Well, master mustache. What's that? I said that's what having a beard. That's a good thing about having a beard is that like go. you don't have to maintain it, dude. Yeah, <laughs> you just let it go, <laughs> and I then you trim it every once in a while. There you go. Well. Just doing the stash, and damn, it's filled out pretty damn nice. I gotta say, well, but anyways, at this point, don't even don't even chop it off. <laughs> what are you drinking tonight, Jordan? Uh, so first one I'm going with is uh, one of my favorite brewing companies. They're in, they're out of Seattle, Washington, from Fremont Brewing Company. This is the head full of fresh hops, hazy IPA, Fremont. Um, if you aren't familiar with it, people listening, based out of Seattle, Washington absolutely crush ipas like that's what they focus on is a lot of ipas their standard ipa is like one of the best ipas i've ever had outside of uh russian river brewing company so there we go i love i love uh fremont brewing company what are you sipping on uh so i'm going back to uh to, to an old one for me this is the first brewery that i ever went and did a tour and uh drank at and this is anchor brewing company out of san francisco california and because it is the season we're going with their special ale which is the merry christmas happy new year ale uh coming in at 7.2 percent this year it's uh it's got the blue gum tree on the the cover so every year they change the the cover coming in it's always going to be a dark beer this year's pretty dark too Hon, is that's your that's your right? No, uh, anchor. Anchor, okay. So uh, yeah, the, it's uh, the winter. It's always a good beer. The winter ale, right? Uh, it's called. They call it their special ale. It's their holiday ale. Um, okay. You can even you can get it in the Magnum bottles too. Almost got that for the show, but didn't want to be with holiday spices. You got it. Nice. Didn't want to be chugging that though. So I also have to uh, to. <laughs> pay up for a shot over the uh you know over thanksgiving um i know we're supposed to do it on live but uh i'm gonna do it i'm gonna be doing some uh bottle and bond from costco's finest kirkland brand but uh isn't kirkland brand like actually good whiskey though it is it is so this is barton 1792 um so this is a hundred proof uh bottle and bond um which means it's got to be uh aged for four years um so 
this is uh, one of those that are kind of run by the government. Anything with the bottle and bond has to have that specific hundred proof and four years. Uh, so this is great. It's a mm-hmm. uh, liter bottle, big ass bottle for $18 and it's from Blanton's. If you were buying this from Blanton's, it would be a uh, $50, $60 bottle. So you have a Costco card, get the current Costco uh, bourbon. I do, but every time I go to Costco, bro, I end up fucking buying, like, an unnecessarily amount of food, dude, that, like, never <laughs> all gets eaten. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's Costco, though, right? You got to get one of those food savers, man. I mean, even, I mean, some of it you can't even, there's nothing you can really do. Anyways, uh, we got a lot of football to talk about. Obviously, the Sunday night football game is still going on. The Packers trail the Eagles 40-30. to 30. It's fourth and four. It looks like uh, the Packers are sending out their field goal unit to kick a field goal to make it a one-possession game. So if you have Packers plus six and a half, you're basically probably going to lose <laughs> is what it's going to come down to. If you were able to get that seven, which I was able to get earlier in the week, it looks like it's going to be a push unless they somehow recover the onside kick. Um, we'll be get back. We'll circle back to this game because there's a lot to talk about. Um, once it finishes, but let's, I want to start the show off with the, with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers because, you know, they came into this week off a bye after winning two straight and it looked like things were really turning around for the team. They come into today, they were lane three against the, the, the Cleveland Browns. At one point it was like three and a half, four at some spots, close three and they lose outright. They were up 17 to 10 with less than a minute to go. And they gave up a game-tying touchdown, and then they weren't able to do anything in overtime. Amari Cooper catches a 50-yard bomb. Cleveland scores a touchdown, ends up winning the game. Now, they're still in first place. They're at 4-7. and seven. I mean, this is just such a total dog shit division because everybody in it is, yep. is under 500. And everybody's, even the Panthers, are still alive to win this division right here. So, I wanted to start off with Tampa Bay. Do we think that they, ha- like... What do we think about the Buccaneers right now? Tristan Wirfs did get carted off today, but uh, reports coming out after the game was that he was walking around in the locker room, so he shouldn't be too serious. So, okay. what's what's the outlook on Tampa Bay going forward? What do you guys think? Um, terrible loss. Hopefully, they could bounce back. They are a veteran team, but losses like this, when you just basically just give away the game. They could have a negative impact on you, especially if you're a younger team, but they might be able to bounce back. But like you said, they saving grace, they calling Carter. They're in the worst division in football, and they are hands down the best team in that division. So no matter what, they're going to win the division and be able to uh, host a playoff game. They might win, they might lose, but they know you You know they're as a division winner, they're going to host a home playoff game. Yeah. Yeah, I think the big thing here today was that we didn't see, I mean, I think with the addition of Fournette in the backfield, I think this would have been a win for Tampa Bay. But because he was injured today and and who we have Rashad White uh, coming in and, and only running for 64 yards on 14 carries, I think that was the big difference in the offense today. Is even though they don't run the ball much. They only they ran really it 20 didn't. times. What's that? They only ran it 20 times. Yeah, and 14 of those were Rashad White. So I'm just thinking if you have a more productive back in there, you're going to be able to have the defense worry about your running back a little bit more and spread that field open a little bit more for Brady. So 
Like I thought that was the difference in this game offensively. Um, you know, the defense just didn't look great either today. I mean, they kept the pass in check, but they did, they could not stop the run. Well, it really hurt their defense was Antoine Winfield went out in the second half and that's, that's when uh, things kind of changed for them defensively. But I think, you know, you mentioned the run, Ben, and I, I kept, when I was watching the game, I kept asking myself, like, dude, why do they continuously, like, go away from the run, dude? Why did they mm-hmm. only run the ball 20 times against one of the worst rushing defenses in the entire NFL? I mean, Cleveland, uh, what are they defensively rushing against the run? 30 for actually 32nd DVOA against the run. And they only ran the ball 20 times. I mean, that is, it's inexcusable, dude, in my opinion. Like, you know, the the pass clearly isn't working. Miles Garrett was getting, like, unlimited pressure on Tom Brady all fucking day, dude. Like, the left tackle for Tampa could not contain. And they didn't, they refused to chip Miles Garrett, too, on top of that. It was just. That's Donovan Smith for you. It was just, it was bad. It was terrible coaching, dude, in my, in my opinion. Uh, you know, I don't know if that's like as much Byron Leftwich as it is Tom Brady because I don't know who's actually calling plays for them. Mm. You know what I mean? Because we know that Tom Brady in 2020 like basically took over the offense from Bruce Arians' offense, kind of changed it around. So I don't know, but you know, we talked about Tampa a couple weeks ago, and I was like, man, that win against the Rams, like you know, that was a huge win to get their season like turned around. And then they have the bye week, and it's like you're on a roll. And then now it's just like, boom! You have this. They beat the Rams. Then they went to Europe, well Germany, and beat the Seahawks. Then they had the bye. Now you come out and beat and lose to a Browns team that's really been dog walked by Miami. Yeah, they've been in the shitter the last month of the season. So terrible. That could spark something for the Browns too, because you know they're getting Watson back next week. So yeah, they got a difficult. They got a difficult. Uh, or sorry, Tampa Bay's got a different difficult schedule coming up. I mean, next week they've got the Saints, but then you've got Niners, Bengals. I mean, I, the way Cardinals can play football, the way they at least had some offense today, like I'd put this as a fifty-fifty game. Yeah. And then you've got Panthers and Falcons in division. I would not put the Cardinals as a fifty-fifty game against anybody as long as Cliff Kingsbury is that coach. Yeah. No, yeah. <laughs> you got. Got some personal vendettas uh, going on there, but not even personal least... vendettas, dude. Like the guy sucks. He literally is a fucking terrible coach, dude. Yeah, but Awful. I mean, I, I think out of those games, I'd say ones. I don't even. I don't want to say easy win, but one's an easy win, one's a loss, and then there's four fifty-fifty games. Well, the thing with Tampa, dude, is if Tampa's right, they can legitimately beat anybody. But are they, when are they right? Have they been right all year? Will they ever get right? You know what I mean? Those are, those are questions that they haven't really been able to answer because I mean, healthy, they have one of the best defenses in the league. They showed it in the first few weeks of the season. They've been depleted with injuries since then. And then like their offensive line sucks, but like they've been getting healthier. And then now you lose Tristan worse, which is like, you know, who knows how long he's going to be out for if he's going to be out. But if you do lose him for extended period of time, I mean, that's huge, dude, because we all know Brady is not mobile, right? And he, he, uh, whenever you get pressure on him, he kind of crumbles in the, in under pressure when he's getting guys thrown at him. Yeah. So it's important that they get 
they, they're able to protect him and that they're able to run the ball a little bit. And they've been able to run the ball. It's just today they, they just stopped running it. Yeah. But, I mean, I still think, like, this is a crazy thing, dude. And you, you can call this a hot take. You can call this fucking stupidity, whatever. I truly believe if Tampa played Philadelphia in the playoffs right now, Tampa would win that game. Nah. Yes, they would. I don't. I don't know if I see that happening. <laughs> not the way. Not with the way the Browns are at the ball today. Yeah, but it's a little different. Plus, I think that. Well, let's talk. Let's talk about the Eagles and Packers real quick because the game just finished up. Eagles win forty to thirty three against the Packers. Um, the Eagles, I mean, they absolutely dominated the line of scrimmage. Green Bay could not stop the run. I think they ended up running for almost 300 yards, 288 yards, if I'm not mistaken. Sheesh. Um, Jalen Hurts had over 150 rushing yards. But this is the thing with the Eagles. is that Wait, Did you say they ran the ball for 288? Yeah. They ran the ball for 363. 363. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty. I mean, you run the ball 363 yards. The fact they only won by seven is pretty. Re- <laughs> it's pretty fucking. Yes. That's pretty bad. Uh this is the thing with the Eagles, though, is that the two previous weeks against Washington and against Indianapolis, they put out an absolute blueprint on how to stop this offense. The problem with the Packers, and Joe Barry should absolutely be fired for this, is that he literally did the exact opposite of what they were doing. He kept blitzing Jalen Hurts and absolutely crashing down on him when you should just be holding the edge and containing him inside the pocket and making him beat you with the pass because he can't do it. He showed the last two weeks he cannot beat you inside the pocket, right? He beat the – the only reason why they beat the Colts was because they had a fucking 47-yard uh, pass interference call, and then he they had four QB runs. That's how they won that game, and they only scored 17 points, all right? The Eagles are very beatable. The Packers are not a good team at all. They're 4-8. and eight. I don't – that's why I think that when the Eagles face a good defense – and let's let's face it, dude. The Commanders at this point are a great defense. They have absolutely turned their season around. And, and credit to Jack Del Rio, who I've been very very critical of, you know, in the past. He has mm-hmm. done a, he's done a great coaching job in the last six seven weeks with that team. But when you get into the playoffs, you're going to face much better competition, right? And all these all these all these teams, they're going to see all this film, dude. They're going to see what's been able to stop the Eagles. And in the playoffs, you have to be able to counter that. And I don't think the Eagles can offensively. And defensively, I mean, they couldn't stop the Packers either, you know. So, I mean, yeah, but I, I think both of these two teams, you know, you're comparing the Eagles and, you know, the Bucks, And I think both of these two teams have major flaws. So, well, every team I, I has every you, every team's flawed, Ben. Well, yeah, but I don't think you can ha- you can say that Tampa Bay would be. Philadelphia right now because Tampa Bay has major issues against the run, which is Philadelphia's strong point. And Philadelphia's D has been able to come up pretty big in in some big games here. And, you know, by holding Rodgers to 140 yards, two interceptions, those two interceptions, you know, yeah, Rodgers had a broken throwing, he had a broken thumb on his throwing and Tom hand. Tom Brady's like 75. So, <laughs> you know, I, I, I take Tom Brady, I'd take Rodgers with a broken thumb. This you is know, a, to, I don't know if I, with the, 
But this with is the, the thing about the that Tampa Bay has. I take Rodgers with a broken thumb over Brady. No fucking way. Dude. At this point, yeah. Dude, Rodgers has been dog shit like for half the season, dude. He was the Rodgers doesn't have any wide receivers for him that he's played with. Bro, Christian Watson fucking immediately when Jordan Love comes in looks that much better. <laughs> Christian Watson had one good play against Yeah, but it's not like but Rodgers is like, dude, he hasn't been he hasn't been himself this year. I don't know if it's the Agreed. I don't know if it's the broken thumb. I don't know if it's just him getting older. You know what I mean? But like now it's a rib injury. Yeah. He's he, I just I don't he's not the same guy, dude. Like he looked like shit against the Titans last week. He looks so bad, and then that's when he comes out and says, Well, I have a broken thumb on my hand. I've been playing with it for a few weeks. Oh, really? You didn't have a broken thumb when you beat the Cowboys though. You know what I mean? Now we now you got a broken thumb. So I mean he's still eighth in yards, fourth in touchdowns. Yeah, but he's thrown like more interceptions this year than he did in like the previous five years combined. Yeah, tied for nineteenth with seven interceptions. So I mean, he's just he's not right, dude. You know what I mean? Yeah. Look, dude, I'm, I think the Eagles are a good team. I just don't think they're a Super Bowl caliber team. I think the Niners would fucking dog walk the Eagles. Uh, absolutely, but I, I, I think the Tampa Bay Bucks are not a Super Bowl quality team either. When they're healthy, I think they are. We haven't seen that once this year. We haven't. That's the problem. You know what I mean? That's the that's the problem. And will we? Um, there's no guarantee. You know what I mean? Probably not. Yeah. Um, what do you think about the Eagles and 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 the Packers, Irving? Do you think? Hold on. Before that, do you guys think that the Packers should just fucking sit Rogers the rest of the year and just play Jordan Love and see what you have? Should they should start? They should. I don't know. They probably should trade them honestly and just get ready for a full rebuild because. But would what what could you realistically get for Rodgers right now? I don't know. Teams need QBs. Yeah, well, we saw what happened when a team with a Q that needed a QB and the Broncos traded for Russell Wilson. Yeah, but it's just one year though. What if yeah, it... he's still going to be in a very strong division and going to have very difficult. Uh... Who would yeah. who would trade for Rodgers in your opinion? The Commanders. You think so? You don't think they'll give Sam Howell a chance? Well, they, they about to go through a sale too, though, so that might hamper them. Mm-hmm. The Colts could do it. Yeah, the Colts. Um, they, <laughs> the Colts. Man, they just keep trying to trade for another veteran QB every yeah. year, dude. It doesn't work out, right. and they're like, "All right, let's move on to the next one." <laughs> Cause they, I don't know, unless they trade up and get one of these QBs covered up. Would the Saints do it? Would oh, there's the yawn right there. Didn't you just take a nap, bro? I just yawn a lot, bro. God, you need any more meat? No, I don't need no more meat. I actually need less meat <laughs> so lose some weight. I was but, always told you uh, when you yawn a lot, it's because you're not eating enough. Pro- you're not getting enough protein. Okay, well I'll start drinking protein shakes. All right, there we go. Nah, but what, I mean, like, realistically, do you think the the Packers should just, like, Rodgers, you're hurt, we're going to sit you down, let's see what we have from, from Jordan Love the rest of the year? Because, I mean, what if yeah, Jordan Love's healthy? But, but, but if they do that, though, and Jordan Love balls out, then that would put them in a predicament of why keep Rodgers at this high-ass well, salary. It's like you said, let's trade him. Yeah. Yeah, so that's what they would have to do. Um, but, honestly, I just think they was built to win now. Injuries have played a part because you're missing Rashawn Gary. 
uh, I think you're missing like a one or two O linemen, so you know that hurts. But you got Rodgers for three more years. You could probably chalk this one up as an L. But if they start off like this next year, then they probably seriously need to entertain of where he wants to end his career and all that good stuff. The only thing I'll push back on with the injuries is that last year, I mean, they didn't have a starting alignment basically all season, and they were still 13 and 3, 13 and 4, whatever it was, 14 and 3. Yeah, but they had so much, so many better options for. But I mean, they're all, yeah, I, I wouldn't even say their offensive line is the issue this year. Their defense the is the issue. The defense was super oppor- uh, opportunistic last year. They had a lot of turnovers. They're not getting that this year. And the pass rush was actually pretty good last year, too. That's hard to sustain, too. Uh, you guys see the Jets going after Rodgers in the offseason? That's a uh, great possibility, actually, because they got a be. defense that could win right now. Yeah. That's a good – that's actually a good one. Well, um, White looked good today. He did. Yeah, Mike White, the not so. yeah, yeah, in a franchise QB, yeah. Western Kentucky legend, dude. Same with yep. Bailey Zappi, um, and then Rogers. You know, he could follow the footsteps of Brett Favre, dude. Go to the Jets, send some dick pics, and then fucking end up in Minnesota. <laughs> end yeah. your career, and then uh, finish with some ayahuasca on the beach. There we go. Uh, I, I want to talk about this next thing too. Um, the Ravens and Jags. This was, uh, I mean. Aside from the Raiders and Seahawks game, which was a phenomenal game as well, I thought this was the second-best game of the day. Um, the Jaguars closed three-and-a-half-point dogs. They end up winning outright 28-27. to This is the fourth game now this season in which the Ravens have led in the second half and ended up losing. Yeah, that's not good. <laughs> he said, yeah, that's not good. Yeah, because um, they can easily – win their division, make it to the playoffs. And then when they come up against a playoff team, could take an early lead and then lose it because that's basically what they've been this year. Every game that they're leading by 10 or more, a touchdown or more, and is headed to the third or fourth quarter. They end up losing. They end up losing. And if they win all four of those games, shit, they only have, what, one loss or be damn near undefeated right now, right? Yep. Um, the biggest thing in this one was that they just had a few turnovers that cost yeah. them, dude. Some fumbles. And that's been exactly like they – he like – shout out to Derek because he always said, either we turning the ball over or we ain't making the plays that we need to make on defense to win the game, and that's going to come to bite – that's going to come back to bite them in the ass in the playoffs. Bigger picture, though, Trevor Lawrence showed a lot today. Yeah, this could be the game that turns the light on for him and he continue to play like the number one pick he was. Shit, the highest rate of QB prospects since Andrew Luck. Well, I feel um, like but, he's had I feel like he's had moments, but like he's he just can't get consistency. Dude. Yeah, he gotta be consistent. And then for some reason he just turns the ball over at the wrong time. Yeah. <laughs> he didn't do that today. No, so. he did do it today. Wait, did he? Yeah, it ended up not costing him. He fumbled the ball on a QB run. Um, it led to a Ravens. I think they scored a touchdown on it, but ended up not really hurting them because Gus Edwards yeah. fought, fumbled. And was it in the first half or the second half? Second half. Oh yeah, then he got to stop doing that because yeah, his, two fumbles lost one today. Yeah, his biggest problem is he always turns the ball over in the second half and usually in the fourth quarter, and that usually costs him the game. Yeah, I thought this was going to cost him the game, but man, less than two minutes left, no timeouts. Motherfucker drove 90 yards down the field and got a touchdown, dude. All right, I see you, sunshine. Yeah, that's that's special, bro. That's special. 
Um, I think something we can also look at with this Jacksonville offense is you get that run game working, then this can be something that's that's really deadly because we saw 38 yards today on 20 carries. Well, Travis Etienne got hurt. Yeah, Etienne. Yeah, Etienne oh, yeah, got hurt. I know, but still, you got Jermichael Hasty, Hasty, you know, getting 12 carries. You've got Snoop Connor getting three, T Law getting two, Christian Kirk getting one. Like if you run the ball more and That's... have that as a you know an option there, I mean Hasty's He's not bad. He's not great, but he's not bad. Yeah, but he's like a third down back. I think that's going to be the issue this, at least this year. But I mean, like this year, they don't—they're not really playing for anything at this point. You yeah. know what I mean? Um, I don't know the severity of Travis Etienne's injury, but I mean, once he went out, they absolutely could not run the ball. <laughs> and but and Baltimore <laughs> wasn't even—they didn't even care about their running at that point either. Um, yeah. That's going to be an issue going forward, though, because they're going to have to be able to to run the ball. And I mean, Doug Peterson, like. He's a kind of coach that, you know, he wants to, first of all, he wants to pass more than run, but he does want to establish some kind of running at least because he loves play action passing. So I think that's going to be huge for them. I think they, I know Calvin Ridley comes back next year and the Jags traded for him, but I think the Jags need to go out and get um, like a number one wide receiver, like a, a legit number one. I, I think Calvin Ridley's like a good slot receiver, but I don't think he's a true number one. He could be a number two. Yeah, he could be. He could play inside or outside. So that's a good thing with him. But yeah, he. I don't think if he if his max potential, he could probably be a number one. But yeah, I don't think he's a. Yeah. They need to go get a a legit wide receiver for for Trevor Lawrence, man. Yeah, like, I feel you. They need to do what Philly did by trading for AJ Brown. Like if if a receiver comes up, like let's say the Raiders, let's say they entertain, they cut Carr this offseason and entertain trading Devontae Adams, like, that's a team that should go tra- trade for Devontae Adams. Definitely should go get Javante. That's the kind of – that would – I think that would uh, really help that team. But they're also paying Christian Kirk an abs- absurd amount of money, dude. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think mean, they dude. could cut him after next year. Is it after next year that they could cut him? Because he didn't get a bunch of guaranteed money, did he? I think he only got – He got, got, like, a signing bonus. Yeah, so – I think that'll be easier to navigate. Yeah, I agree. Um, Seattle, Oakland. I mean, I mean Las Vegas. Uh, Raiders close four point dogs at Seattle. End up winning outright, forty to thirty four. Has Seattle come down to earth, fellas? You can say that because they're losing. They lost at home, and that's usually their greatest advantage. Now. Take it that the Raiders did step up and it was better, but low key a shootout. But usually games like that, especially little um, overtime games, Seattle usually win them at home. So it could be coming back down to earth. But I know they're losing ground on the Niners. Not that I think that they was gonna win the division anyway, but they're just making it easier for the Niners to run away with the division right now. Yeah. This and I think go ahead. The big thing is how do you how do you handle. Um, adversity yeah how do you handle the diversity how do you handle you know a running back coming in and you know jacobs today getting 300 yards oh he got 300 okay. yards total wasn't it i know he got close to, i know he got i think he got like 250 229 229 okay that's still a hell of a lot of yards that's, yeah, that's a whole bunch of games, especially and in the then world. 74 yards to 300 and three total today oh Damn. yeah receiving yeah 
Yeah, 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 yeah the seventy four in. Yeah, eighty yards coming off that final run. <laughs> yeah, and it's crazy that the Raiders didn't pick up his fifth year option. Now is more than likely guaranteed. They about to lose him in free agency. Yeah, I don't know if that's a bad thing though, dude. Because paying running it's backs not, is not. But I'm just saying, like they could at least lock him up for one more year. Yeah, true. Um, I mean, Josh McDaniels was absolutely saved in this game because they had a fourth and inches play <laughs> in a tie game. And this fucking dumb dipshit, dude. This fucking guy, bro. This guy got to fucking go. He calls a sweep. I mean, Jacobs is killing dudes. In and he the called A-gap. a sweep on fourth and he inches? called a sweep on fourth and inches, dude. I can't believe Raider fans thought that was going to be a good hire. Now, I know Paul can't hack it getting his ass fired. Uh, <laughs> I mean, Nathaniel can't hack it getting his ass fired pretty soon. But, yeah. You hired a six-time Super Bowl champion, and this is the return you get? Nah, pack him the fuck up. Josh McDaniels is trash. Yeah, that was... After that, I was like, dude, this is the kind of game where, like, <laughs> you go back. If they if they were to lose, you look at that play because that basically would have cost them the game. Um, You go back to that, and it's just like, dude, you got to fucking get the fuck out of here, dude. I'm sorry. Yeah, that, dude is, that dude is not a head coach, bro. I knew that when he was with the Broncos when we found out that he was the only reason why we started 6-0 and because this motherfucker was filming other teams' practices. <laughs> <laughs> so good luck, Ziggler. That's your boy. Um, Ben, what do you think about the about the, the Raiders? I mean, I, I think they still have a chance, surprisingly, to get one of these last uh, last playoff spots. I mean, they've got an easy schedule coming up, um, which is absolutely ridiculous to think that that the Raiders at four and seven can actually. There's know, no chance they make the playoffs. So yeah, what's that? There's no chance they make the playoffs. Uh, What's well, the, if they do, is going to just next, set them back more like last year did. So I, if I was them, I would avoid the playoffs at all costs. Because you've seen what making the playoffs got them this year. You've got yeah. the Chargers, the Rams, the Patriots, and the Steelers coming up in their next four who are 18-25. Hold on. Do we have – we need to pull up the playoff odds. I mean, they've see. got a tough, tough way to end it with the Niners and Chiefs. But – Four of the Raiders' last game, six games are at home. So that basically giving them nine losses. So they would have to win those other four games that have a shot at the playoffs because they're not beating the Chiefs and they're not beating the Niners. Correct. So I don't have updated odds as of today, but the Raiders as of this week to make the playoffs, yes, was 20 to 1. So you lay 100 bucks, you're winning 2,000. It's a long shot. But looking at the teams that are right above them, again, but they got to jump the. They basically got to jump the Chargers too. Do we think they're going to do that? I don't. How many times they not. they play the Chargers once more? Right. Yeah, yeah. One more time. They play the Chiefs one more time. Yep. Chiefs, Chargers, Niners. But they can't beat the Chargers because you know them and the Chargers always play each other tight. So yeah, and yep. the Chargers have a fucking. Dipshit is head coach. And yeah, I think got. I think he's getting fired. I don't think he's gonna make it through the year. Only way he gets fired is if they don't make the playoffs. So, and they got Rams, Pats, and Steelers. And he, speaking of the Chargers, Brandon Staley. Let me give that guy some kudos today because ties the game with 14 seconds left, and like a true guy with fucking testicles goes for two, and they wins the game right there. 
Big cojones, dude. Just like Doug Peterson. Big cojones. So do we think that I don't think the Raiders make the playoffs, Ben. There's no chance. I, I don't either, but they shouldn't make the playoffs. That's in their best interest not to. Yeah. I think the Broncos have as good of a chance of making the playoffs. Nah, we're not making the fucking playoffs. No. They'll be lucky to win another game. Yeah. The way we playing. Didn't you say they were gonna be uh seven and seven and nine? For me? Yeah. Hell no, I had us winning to going our over under wins was ten. Irving loved that over, dude. I kept telling him that they were going <laughs> to. But I wasn't expecting in. us to, Russell Wilson to be playing like this or to have our third string left tackle and a, a third string center and only one of our receivers. We got to fire our training staff, bro. It makes no sense. You got to fire that whole fucking front office. Yeah. Every but they said if they do fire Hackett, which I'm fully in support of, they're going to give the head coaching job to the D coordinator, and I think that'll be a good route, good way to go. They should give the head coaching job to Vance Joseph. Nah, he he was already our coach, and he was fucking terrible. I know that's why they should give it back to him. <laughs> nah, that's not going to happen. You you rarely see reruns of coaches coaching a franchise multiple times. That's probably happened like four times in NFL history. Yep, Art Shell being one of them for the Raiders. That worked out great the second time around. Uh, Before we move on to the playoffs, I want to ask both of you your biggest, um, like, surprises or or just, like, storyline, headline going after this week. Yeah, after this week, after this week going forward. Okay. Irving, let's go with you first. My biggest headline is where is OBJ going to sign? Because he has the power to swing the balance. In the NFC. Now, I don't think he's going to sign with the Giants because I think the Giants are falling. They might make the playoffs, but they're definitely not in the championship picture. So I think it's going to come down to the Cowboys or the Bills. And we've seen what he did for the Rams last year. Yeah, but the Bills have two good receivers already. Yeah, but Davis has been inconsistent. Well, he, he got to stay healthy. That's the biggest thing. Yeah. I think OBJ's uh, issues today. Oh, no, uh, it, was, it was a medical issue. It wasn't him being drunk or off any type of drugs. It was a medical issue. I seen it the update on Twitter. They actually huh. removed him from the plane and took him to the hospital. Interesting. Um, so can he pass a physical? Yeah, hopefully it wasn't like a seizure or nothing like that. So we'll see. They kept saying he was in and out of consciousness, so I don't know what we could hopefully it's he's good. Benjamin. Uh biggest surprise of the season. I uh, as of this week. As of the, this week. Like storyline. Biggest surprise of this week? No, no, no. Just like surprise this season, this week. Could be anything. Headline, storyline. <laughs> oh, I got another one too. Okay, how uh mine would be how close we thought the AFC West could, was gonna be for a battle of the top. And we have one clear winner and three people way in the basement. Yeah, well, motherfuckers shouldn't have slept on Kansas City. We all knew this was going to happen. Well, no, absolutely. We shouldn't have slept on I don't think any of us, well, uh, maybe one of us did, but I didn't think any of us thought that Kansas City wasn't winning this division. But No, I picked him to win the division. Yeah, but to have 
Denver, LA, or I'm sorry, Las Vegas, and well, yeah, I guess LA too, be so far behind is is a shock to me. And I know Chargers have had major issues, but uh, made their major health and um, injury issues. But you know, it's a, a wide wide gap between this uh, the top and bottom of this division. Facts. Or what was the other one you had? Uh, Jalen Hurts. I did not expect him to play this good at all. I go opposite of that. I did not expect the Rams to be this bad. This I did. Coming off a Super Bowl win. This guy did. Not this bad. This guy picked him not to make the playoffs. Yeah, but not well, three and eight bad. But that goes back to injuries too, though. Nah, because part of my handicap was that I didn't think Stafford was completely healthy. Yeah, he yeah, said something about his elbow, yeah. Well, now McVay's uh, going out for concussion protocols after getting fucking clocked <laughs> in the head today. That was crazy, that? dude. Yeah, he got yeah, fucking so, knocked. He'll, be, he'll, he'll bounce back. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he said well, he'll it, bounce back. He'll be yeah, calling plays on the sideline next that, week. Bobby, that scene from the sandlot where you just got to catch the fly ball. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, kind of surprised players. me most, though, is that his isolated. player did not give up. Fuck that he just hit his coach in the head. <laughs> like, did not give two shits. I don't think he saw him. We was, like, more focused on the game. You know, they tell you, keep your head in the game. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, but, like, you hit somebody then can see that they don't have a helmet on. You yep. just turn and look and see if they're, like, all right. Um, got to be like boxing. Protect yourself at all times. So, play off what Irv said about Jalen Hurts. You know, I said a, a few weeks ago, I said we're. I think we're coming to a point in the NFL where, like, if you're not able to run as a quarterback, you're basically useless. And Chris Collinsworth actually he said it tonight. He was like, "I think we're coming to a point where, like, you have to be a mobile quarterback now to be mm-hmm. successful in the NFL." I think it's it's true, like, because it adds a, t- a whole different dynamic to yeah. running the ball. And, and Ben, before we started recording, before Irv came on, we were talking, and you were like, "Man." The, the Eagles run hurts too much, like it's too many hits. And that's always the risk you're going to take, dude. You know what I mean? Like the Ravens have done it with Lamar Jackson for several years. But I think that, you know, Lamar Jackson, his ability to like stay pretty much healthy his entire career, I think that kind of like changed the out the uh, the outlook of running mobile quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. Is that, hey, like if our quarterback, well, actually, let me go a step further back. I think Colin Kaepernick really set the – the modern trend of the quarterback because that first year he had, I mean, he was like unstoppable. The Niners offense was unstoppable. Mm-hmm. Then they tried to make him a mobile quarterback because they paid him money and they didn't want, I mean, they tried to make him a pocket quarterback because they paid him money and didn't want him to get hurt. Didn't end up working out. You know, other stuff happens, blah, blah, blah. But I think that's the biggest key to quarterback is that NFL franchises they don't want to fork out a ton of money and then be like, hey, man, we're going to throw you out there to get hit a ton of times because you're our franchise quarterback. You know what I mean? So I think that's the biggest thing. If if these quarterbacks are able to be mobile and stay healthy, it t- changes the total outlook. Now, as far as Jalen Hurts is concerned, playing from the pocket, he still can't do. We've seen it the last two weeks. Two teams have made him play from the pocket. He was not able to do so. So that's what I'm... That's what I'm most curious about going forward with these mobile quarterbacks. Justin Fields, uh, Jalen Hurts, um, guys coming into the league like Jalen Daniels, um, Anthony Richardson. 
You know what I mean? Like at some point, these NFL defensive coordinators and these GMs are going to draft players and they're going to scheme their defenses to stop it. And how do they counteract that? Yeah. Look at, look at how much of a benefit we see from this year's hurts of last year's hurts of that 20 pounds that he put on off season. Cause he, yeah. he was a huge, huge QB coming into this, this season coming into last season. He was fucking scrawny. So being able to he wasn't that scrawny, but he wasn't as big. <laughs> really gives him that opportunity to take that hit. But I think like a mobile quarterback, like when you look at a Patrick Mahomes, a Josh Allen, a Kyler Murray, like Kyle, that's the thing with Kyler Murray is he's like fucking a fucking ant. So it's like every time he gets hit, he basically gets hurt. But yeah. I mean, the guy has arguably the best arm talent up there with Mahomes and and Josh Allen, and it's like. The next guy we're going to see like that is Caleb Williams, right? <clears throat> elite arm talent, elite athleticism. Like, that's the future of quarterback. You get a guy like that, they're basically unstoppable. I mean, we see it with Mahomes and Josh Allen basically every week. It took Josh Allen getting a fucking elbow injury in his throwing arm to finally slow him down this year. You know what I mean? So, I, I, I'm not saying those guys are dimes a dozen, right? You, you're not going to find those guys every fucking week. You mean one in a million? Yeah. They're, they're what I meant to say is they're not a dime a dozen. Yeah. Yeah. But it's like when I when I think of a mobile quarterback, like that's what I think of as like a good elite mobile quarterback. Cause I think these other ones and, and Lamar's improved as a passer, dude. So is Jalen Hurts. They both improved as passers, but neither one of them are gonna beat you from the pocket. You know what I mean? You take away their legs and they can't beat you from the pocket. But Mahomes, Josh Allen, Kyler Murray uh, well, I'll take Kyler out because coach sucks. Justin Herbert, and then Caleb Williams coming up. Like you take those guys, their legs away from them, they're gonna beat you from the pocket because they have elite arm talent. I agree. Not, yeah. But unfortunately, those guys, are, <laughs> there's only a few of them alive, dude. Yeah. <laughs> You know what I mean? But you look at it, and this is what Collinsworth was saying, is like you look at what QBs are coming up in the college system right now, and that is the way that football is, is moving towards. So we may see that. We may find a you know diamond in the rough that you know really does come into the NFL and, and produce. So Jacob Hayner, that's who my money on. Hey, I told Irv the my plan for the for the Cardinals. Last night, he's feeling it. I told him Friday night. Yeah, as a player that'll get a GM fired if it don't happen. (laughs) (laughs) This is is my plan, Ben. Hear me out. (laughs) My plan is that Cliff Kingsbury gets fired, right? They draft Jacob Hayner in like the third or fourth round. Mm -hmm. Kyler retires, plays baseball. And they Maybe. ball out, and then they draft Caleb Williams. Is uh, would he be Aces? The Aces, uh, 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 like, would he be designated to the A's? Because yeah, he's still under contract with him? the A's. Yeah, okay. But um, he'd have to go through the minor league system. So by the time he yeah. got up to the A's, he'd be like thirty-two. Yeah. Uh, so college guys here here with me. Where Stanford go now that Shaw's gone? Oh, dude, they're probably going to hire. I don't know where y'all turning. I was seeing some rumors today y'all might reach out to Chris Peterson. 
But if y'all reach out to Chris Peterson, y'all got to totally revamp the way y'all think about football. Yeah. And spend a lot of money. Yeah. Yeah, he's going to need a, 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 a ultimate commitment to uh, to winning. To winning in the program. Yeah, that's The problem with Stanford, Benny, is that they have some of the highest academic standards. Yep. And they're not bending them for anybody. Yeah. Yep. And in the so, last eight years, one football – well, two – one football player has got accepted to a graduate program so he could stay an extra year to finish off his his eligibility. Everybody yeah. else got to transfer out and move on because that's how hard their master programs are. How hard they how hard they are to get into. Yep. So they gotta they have to change their if they want to be competitive at football, which I think they're ultimately going to have to do because especially with the rumors of them and Cal going to the Big Ten. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think they're going to have to bend some of their academic standards a little bit. Yeah, they're gonna have to change them. In which they can. They are Stanford a private school, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so they can change it. They just refuse not to. Yeah. Yeah, because of the Harvard of the West. But they're gonna have to. And if that doesn't change, I mean, dude, I don't think they're going to Mountain West. Yeah, I don't think they're gonna get a good head coach, to be honest. They're gonna have to get like somebody that's very unknown, an unknown commodity, which could be yeah, good. They said Jim Moore is they say Jim Moore might be interested. Chris Peterson. I, I would look uh I would look down yeah. the road at uh San Jose State's head coach. Um the fuck's his name, dude. Their old OC that coached um Luck. He's his name came up too. Pep mm. Hamilton. Oh yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It'll it'll be interesting. To, I I dude, when I saw that news this morning, Ben, I was fucking shocked, dude. Yep, me too. They should uh, Brett Brennan from San Jose State. That's who they should go look for because he's familiar with the area. He knows the high school coaches in the area, and if they're not going to bend their fucking academics to get top level athletes, you might as well be able to recruit your own area pretty well. And they're about to lose all their good players because if Shaw's not there, that mean that coaching staff is gone. And all those players that they got the last couple of recruiting classes probably are transferring out. I don't mind. Did David Bailey come home to USC? <laughs> <laughs> yep. All right. Um, let's take a quick break, and then we will uh, we'll hit, we'll come back in here and we'll talk about uh, we'll preview Monday Night Football. Ugh. <laughs> hey, the ones that are yuck are usually end up being good games. So we'll be. I, know, I think tomorrow's gonna be a good game. Honestly. Yeah, I do too. We'll, Both we'll of these teams are playing a lot better than what they were. They are. We'll, we'll hop back in here. We'll talk about it. Quick, uh, quick break, real quick. It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas everywhere you go. Take a look in the five and ten, listening once again with candy canes and silver lanes aglow. It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas, toys in every store. But the prettiest sight to see is the holly that will be on your own front door. A pair of hop-along boots and a pistol that shoots is the wish of Barney and Ben. 
Dolls that will talk and will go for a walk is the hope of Janice and Jen. And Mom and Dad can hardly wait for school to start again. It's beginning to look a lot like All right. Christmas. We back. Quick break. Thank y'all for staying locked with us. Hopefully y'all enjoyed a little Bing Crosby there for a second. Shout out to good old Bing. Always good. Yep. All right. So it's time to get... Go ahead, uh, Irv. Was that Frank Sinatra? I was Bing Crosby, bro. Yeah. Um, he was Sinatra just, didn't do too many Christmas songs. Yeah, he didn't. They sound alike. Yeah, they're pretty similar. Same, same, same era. Too. Yeah. All right, so it's, uh, it's time to get back into our beers. Uh, Jordan just opened up a second one. I just opened up a second one. Irv's going on a second water now. Um, so <laughs> it is, uh, it's time to kind of go over these uh, before we give a quick ranking at the end. So, Jordan, what's uh, beer number two? So beer number two is in honor of the Civil War, which was played on Saturday between the Beavers. Yeah, oh. damn it. I wanted to get that the beer. Um, this I is was from, looking for it the whole time I was out there. This is from Great Notion Brewing Company. This is the sports IPA, like I said, in honor of uh, the Civil War, in which the Beavers won. Yep. So I'm, and I'm, then throw a pass in a second <laughs> Bro, that was the craziest fucking game I've ever fucking oh, seen. Oh man, dude. Oregon is fucking trash, and they just <laughs> lost their OC. They lost their OC to the Arizona State. Oh man, is he taking the head coaching job? Dillingham is going to be the next head coach at or, or ASU. Damn, I'm so honestly, I'm surprised ASU. They should have waited for Kingsbury to get fired. No, because he's from. I think he's from uh, uh, Tempe. Uh, um, that neck of the woods. That's probably why they hired him. Interesting. What are you sipping on, Ben? Uh, so I'm going with the Love Hazy IPA. It is from Almanac. This is the ugly Christmas sweater version of it. Um, so this is uh, one that they started last year, and um, this is you know this year's rendition. They're using Mosaic, Citra, and Sabro hops in it. So Herb, you would not like this one at all. Um, hazy IPA and canned on 11 So this is a freshie. Recent. Like it. Yep. There we go. Let's go. Let's go, y'all. Shout out to Matthew Stafford. Yeah, he was born in Phoenix, uh, went to Chaparral High School, coached there, was an offensive assistant at Arizona State in 2015. So, yeah. He's 32. Same age as me. He's a head coach. That's crazy. I'm honestly shocked they went that route, dude. Because Arizona State's poured a lot into their facilities and uh, and stuff the last few years. True. I thought they could have gotten a much better. I'm not saying he's going to be bad. I'm just saying I thought they could have gotten like a more established. More established I would have waited guy. out for Cliff Kingsbury, honestly. But you know, teams don't like sacrifice and recruiting. Yeah, so. that's true. Plus Kingsbury, I think he's honestly. I don't even know if anybody's going to offer him a head coaching job unless it's like fucking UNLV. If they fire Marcus Arroyo, which I doubt they will, to be honest, but we'll see. We'll, we will see. We'll be talking about more of, of this kind of stuff on uh, on Wednesday when we do the college football show because, obviously, we only have uh, conference championships to talk about. we got bowl season coming out, but a lot of storylines in college football that we're going to be talking about. So you're definitely going to want to tap into that if you are interested in college football. Um, anyways, let's talk about this Monday night football game, gentlemen. We got the Pittsburgh Steelers, who are three and seven straight up, four, five, and one against the spread, four and six to the over. They are heading into Indianapolis 
Lucas Oil Stadium to face the Colts, coached by Jeff Saturday, who will be coaching on a Monday. The Indianapolis Colts are four, six, and one straight up, five and six against the spread, and two and nine to the over. Mm. <laughs> uh, currently, the Colts are laying two and a half. The total is 39.5. On the money line, Pittsburgh Steelers plus 120. The Indianapolis Colts minus 140. So after hearing this, this is tomorrow's Thursday, right? No, tomorrow is Monday, Benjamin. This is, this is a Thursday night game. <laughs> Negative, sir. Well, I'll say this. The Steelers did put up 30 on the Bengals. I think the Bengals had to beat them in overtime, right? Yep. No, not last game. Last they did put up 30, but they didn't have to put it to go into overtime. Okay. Uh, so the offense is playing a little better. That defense just got to tackle better, man. I've seen a run. Dude literally broke like five or six tackles. Secondary sucks, dude. Yeah, yeah. so if the, if the pass rush can get to the QB, that'll help the secondary a lot. But if the quarterback has any time, they go pick that secondary apart. I think is Minka out for the whole season? Uh, Minka Fitzpatrick. I do not see him on this entry report here. Let me check. I see Witherspoon. He's out on Monday. Mm-hmm. I see Jackson out indefinitely. He's on the IR, but those are the only two defensive backs. And and uh, Joseph. Oh, if he's playing, how is a secondary that terrible? Oh, damn, he is. He has been playing. Well, I guess it's the cornerbacks then. Yeah, so we'll we'll see. Uh, but what do you think, Actually, Ben? Like, I like Pitt with the points, me. Plus two and a half? Mm-hmm. What do you like, Ben? Ben's laying the points. Ben always lays the points. Uh, he loves chalk. No, I actually think I'm going to go uh, Pittsburgh here. Um, I, I think we need to see uh, – really, I think it's whoever runs the ball is going to be the winner of this game. Um, and I think what we've seen from Etienne in the last two weeks has has really been a, a good pick-me-up um, for the Steelers. No, uh, uh, Harris. Wait. Is it Harris? Najee oh, Harris? Sorry, yes, sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah, Najee Harris. Sorry, my bad. Yep, yep, yep. Najee Harris, um, you know, for the last two, three weeks, two weeks. Um, yeah, so, I mean, I think we can look at that and, you know, wonder kind of what's going on with Jonathan Taylor. Is he going to be, like, is he going to be there? Because I know he's been injured and coming back from injury. He had a good game last week, but, you know, prior to that, Again, in and out of injuries, can he be sustainable in that offense? Matt Ryan's not doing it. Yeah. Um, I mean, Matt Ryan's been better, though, since Jeff Saturday's been there. I mean, they should, to be honest, they should have beat the Eagles, bro, if we're keeping it a buck. Yeah. Covered against the yeah. Eagles, they should have beat the Eagles. Um, you know, they beat the the Raiders. I, I don't think, I don't know if Jeff Saturday is a good coach or if, he just got these guys motivated because, I mean, the Colts had a good roster. I think that Frank Reich just kind of lost the locker room a little bit because he was the one that brought in Carson Wentz, which kind of just derailed everything they had. His undying loyalty to Carson Wentz. Yeah. And and I think that Pittsburgh, like, T.J. Watt came back last week. 
you know, this is going to be his first like full week back after coming back last week. That poses a lot of problems <laughs> for a guy like Matt Ryan, dude. There's three guys I believe in the NFL on defense that matter to a point spread, and TJ Watt is one of them. Mm-hmm. I think he's going to wreak havoc, dude. I, I I truly do, and I I think that Kenny Pickett. Small hands, smell like cabbage, but I think he's going to be able to make enough plays in this game that Pittsburgh is not only going to cover the plus two and a half, but I think they're going to win this game outright. Yeah, I mean, plus 118, 120 area. Yeah. It's good odds there. I like them to win this game. And, and you know, you, I wouldn't, if you're looking to look at this game, like I wouldn't dive too much into the data because a lot of the data for Pittsburgh, you know, TJ Watts only played two games all year. He was out after the first game, just came back last week. They didn't look terribly great against Cincinnati, but let's keep it real. Cincinnati is a good team. You know what I mean? They're a much better team than Indianapolis. Yeah. On Indianapolis's defense is just, it's decimated right now. Sarah Franklin, Questionable because of uh, illness. Quitty Pay out. Uh, DeForest Buckner is questionable. He did log a full practice on Saturday. So he's playing. Um, Nagongwu, Shaq Leonard. Shaq Leonard is out for the year. Yeah. So, I mean, that that hurts. That's a huge loss. Mm. Yeah, I like I like Pittsburgh. I'm, I think we're all on board with this. I can't believe we're all on the fucking... Steelers, here. Steelers, yeah. This is this is the kind of bet where you just like take it and you hold your nose and just say this yeah. shit stinks, but we you know we're gonna ride with it, dude. What's over <laughs> under sitting at? Uh, thirty nine and a half. I think that's a little too low. Even yeah, though the Colts, even though the even yeah. even though the Colts are two and nine to the over, I think it's a little low because you know Pittsburgh mm-hmm. has given up a lot of points lately. Although mm-hmm. Cincinnati's offense is a lot better than. Than Indianapolis, but like you said, the Steelers have a weak secondary, and the Colts don't have great receivers, but they do have two good ones. Yeah, but the one thing that counters a weak secondary, Irv, is a pass rush, and they do have TJ Watt back. Um, yeah, that might be all bad for the Colts. Yeah, TJ Watt might wreak havoc. Then you're gonna take the under Benjamin. I'm gonna take the under here. Not me. Yeah, that's Colts put up uh, thirteen points. <laughs> I mean, you're probably right. Yeah, <laughs> and I don't know if I can I can give Pittsburgh twenty seven. Hey, is this a Kenny Pickett breaking out party? He has look decent. Yeah, he looked good against the uh, Bengals. Yeah, he did. He did. Mm. He got small hands though. He's got to stay hurt. He got. I mean, he got got to stay healthy. And and honestly. This situation benefits Kenny Pickett because he does have small hands and he's playing indoors, which is climate controlled. You know what I mean? So he's not playing with the, you know, in the wetness or cold or whatever. He's playing indoor. So them carny hands won't matter. (laughs) Hopefully. All right, calm down over Kenny Pickett's hands. (laughs) Bro, I'm telling you, we did this. We did this preview and I... Dude, I went through all the data, dude. All the guys with small hands like Kenny Pickett have never had successful careers in the NFL. Ever. I get it. Ever. Chad Pennington was semi-successful. Hey, you know what it means when you got small hands? 
I don't got that problem, so I don't know. Means you wear yeah, small you, gloves. Your dick looks big. <laughs> nah, it means you wear small gloves, dog. Oh, there we go. <laughs> oh, good. So we're all on the Steelers here. Ben's on the under. Yeah, yeah Steelers should take to pull this one out. Unless Saturday pulls his Saturday magic on a Monday. Bro, if Jeff Saturday wins this game, what if he wins out, dude? <laughs> like, what do the Colts do? He going to be their next head coach. Yeah. Oh, my God, dude. You know how that goes, bro. I don't know why we'll be shocked. The only thing I will – nah, I can't compare him to Mike Vrabel. Mike, no, Mike Vrabel is the Mike best Vrabel coach. Mike Vrabel is a different breed, and he actually went and coached. Yeah, he did. He coached several spots as a position coach, D coordinator, before he took a head coaching job. Mm-hmm. At the college and pro level. Yep. Saturday has coached 10 high school games. Now I get, he. oh, I play with Hall of Famers. I know how to prepare. I know how to coach. You know, I know how to lead lead men. But come on, bro. You got to cut your teeth yep. more than 10 high school games. But like you said, it's not always what you know. It's who you know. Yes, sir. That's why people join fraternities. Are we done talking uh, football? Because I got a couple of baseball questions for you guys. Oh, let's go. Let's do it. Okay, kids. Um, all right. First things first, we got Clevenger going to the White Sox. Is that good enough as a number three, four pitcher for the White Sox to keep building here? From... What they had last year with Cease was not enough. The Padres? Yeah. Clevenger sucks. What? Yeah. yeah, he just got it. Maybe to change the scenery help, but bro just gives up too much runs. Yeah, yeah. I don't. So not even as a three, four starter, this doesn't necessarily help them too much. You don't think? He's gonna eat up a lot of innings. Yeah, and the honestly, the White Sox problem wasn't their starting pitching. To be honest, with the bullpen and uh, yeah, but they offense. they didn't have enough starting pitching to get them deep into the game. No, that's not necessarily true because I mean, Giolito was good. Uh, for like the second half of the year, but he was really and he was good on at home all season or on the road all season. Um, Dylan Cease, I mean, obviously we know what he did, and then uh, Cueto was great all season. Yeah, but we know Cueto can't last. You know, Ben is old. Ben, they got a lot deeper issues in their starting pitching. Like they, they can't hit righties, dude. They can't hit righties. They need another bat. And Jose Abreu is a free agent. Yeah. So, and he was probably, he was arguably their best hitter last year. Obviously, um, uh, Tim Anderson's got to stay healthy, right? That, that will help out. Yoan Makata, you know, Man. did he just have a down year last year? Will he bounce back? Who knows? Yeah, next year is a make or break year for that dude. Yep. And then Luis Robert and Eloy Jimenez, those guys got to stay healthy, dude. And they got to step up. Yep. If they don't. If they don't stay healthy, I mean, there's. I don't know if there's much you can do to fix this roster because you're really yeah. banking on those four guys. Yep. All right. Next thing, Bryce Harper, Tommy John surgery. He'll gonna be, be back. out for the first few months of next year. Yeah, he'll be the back. Philly held up pretty good without him. Yeah. Yeah. You don't think it's going to be a, an issue? I don't think it's going to be a big issue. What they need to do is get another starting pitcher. Honestly. Yeah. Yeah. They need another. I mean, Ranger Suarez was good. Yeah. See, this is the thing, dude, is you need starting pitching to get you through the regular season. So you need, like, any needers that are, like, going to be mid-tier. And then you need elite pitchers that can get you through a postseason. 
I think they have the regular season guys. I think they got the guys that can get you through a regular season. Their bullpen was fucking atrocious for like the first five months of the season, but really came on at the end of the year. I think what the Phillies got to do is they got to, they have to decide if, um, who was the shortstop they had this year? What was his name? His name's fucking slipping my mind. Uh, Brom or uh, Brom's are uh, third, third baseman. baseman. Oh damn! I can't think of it. Uh, shortstop was Stott. Stott. They gotta. They have to come to a decision if Stott's gonna be their everyday shortstop or if they're gonna go out and get a guy. Like yeah, because well, Stott, have- honestly, he's not bad. He works counts. He's a good hitter. But he's not an elite shortstop. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean the problem is they have two good young guys in Sosa and Stott at short. Which uh, Sosa's kind of is mid, a, dude. He's not a, Sosa's mid. There's a reason why yeah. the Cardinals traded him. Yeah, but I mean, like the uh, Sosa's a they, utility player. He's not an everyday player. That's true. I don't Stop think maybe a utility that. player too. That's what yeah. that's what the Phillies have to decide. Is Stott yeah. a utility player or is he going to be an everyday shortstop? Yep. Because I still don't see this team getting back to the I mean, they might get to the They will not get to the World Series. I don't think they're getting yeah, definitely not getting back to where <laughs> they, they were this year. They caught um, fire, and I think the big part of that is is the bats. Um I don't see them going off offensively like they did at the end of the season yeah. with the players on this team. Unless Schwarber goes off, unless Bohm has a huge uptick of an offensive year um, compared Hoskins. to where he was last year, um, I mean, even even then, you know, he had a decent average. Well, no, two twenty four is not a decent average there. So the problem with the Phillies, Ben, outside of like their roster and stuff, is that they play in a division with the Mets, who have Steve Cohen as an owner, who are just going to keep trying to get better. Money, money, money. Yep. They play the Braves who probably have the best scouting and development department in the national league. And yep. then the Miami Marlins have a fucking shitload of talent, dude. And yep. they're literally one or two bats away from being a great team. Cause they, they definitely have the best starting pitching in that division. Like yep. I, there's no question about it. You know what I mean? They just have to, uh, we got to get some fucking bats, dude, because that offense was so fucking terrible, dude. Yeah. They were literally the worst offense I've ever seen in my entire life for the second half of the season. Yeah. They they had an under 69 WRC plus. I mean, that is so dog shit, dude. You could probably throw Stanford baseball and they would do better. <laughs> I'm not even joking, dude. Stanford baseball yeah. is good, by the Stanford way. Stanford baseball is really good, yeah. But that's where the that's where the NL East is. I I agree. With, I don't even think the Phillies get back to the playoffs next year. To be honest, I don't think so either. Not in that division. Yep. Right. Any more Those baseball? Do things. we have any more baseball to talk about? Aaron Judge. Really. Aaron Judge. Um, What's we up still with don't him? know anything about Judge. Yeah, we wait no Aaron Judge. Yep. God, I love baseball. Dude. I'm ready a lot for more, baseball. A lot dude. more people are talking about him resigning, so that's going to be interesting. Man, I'm going back to sorry as Yankees. Yep, he meets I, with uh, the Mets tomorrow. I think. See, that's a that's a team mm-hmm. that concerns me. If I'm if I'm in the running for the for Aaron Judge because Cohen, like he's gonna do what it takes, and it may not work out in the long run. It didn't work out this year, you know what I mean? But he's gonna do it. Where do you guys think Degrom ends up? 
probably back probably back with the Mets. I don't think so. No, I'd see him going to the Yankees. I mean, Toronto likes their old pitchers. Everyone keeps <laughs> seeing I keep seeing predictions to the Rangers. Mm. Yeah, they were trying to get Clayton, but Clayton signed re-signed with the Dodgers. Yeah. Whoever when, signs DeGrom, if they sign him for more than two years, dude, they are making a massive mistake. He was dog shit down the stretch this year. He was not good, dude. He wasn't. All right, let's have him go to the Dodgers. Damn, I remember that one game. He they was minus four thirty, and the other team was like plus three something, and the other team would. Damn. Yep. The thing with the Dodgers, though, Ben, is that they're the one team that will not risk their future to bring in a guy like that. Like oh, they'll they'll I'm offer him the whole second half. And and the the thing with Aaron Judge too, like. The only way the Dodgers get Aaron Judge is if they offer him like five five years and they offer him like forty five million dollars a year because Andrew Friedman will not he will not give Aaron Judge a contract till he's thirty eight years old. Yeah, here he won't. Or Dodgers won't. are at what was it? Dodgers are at six years. Giants are at eight, and then there's a couple teams that are out there for nine or ten. Yeah, I think the the Giants because uh, their owner. He likes putting butts in seats more than he likes winning ball games. So I think that he definitely would love because I mean Aaron Judge is a hometown kid too, quote unquote yeah. from from Antioch. Antioch, right? Yeah, which isn't anywhere I near it was Sacramento. Which nah, one is it? Antioch. It's from Antioch, yeah. Um, <clears throat> which is not that far from San Francisco. Yeah, but it's closer to Oakland. <laughs> That's like a whole twenty miles across the bay. That's not much. But it, I mean, it's closer to Oakland. You know who grew up in Oakland A's fan? What, Judge? Not nah, Bryce Harper. Uh-huh. Bring Bryce home, dude. Antioch is like thirty yard, thirty yards, thirty miles away from Oakland, and like forty-five miles away from San Francisco. Yeah, it's That's closer not- to Oakland. That's all I said. I said it's closer to Oakland. I ain't wrong. <laughs> You know who else is let's from see, Antioch? Let's see. Let's see. Uh, you know how far away from the A's he's going to be. Uh, Antioch is going to be in uh, two years. So uh, that's going to be a long way. You know. Yeah. You know who else is from Antioch? Jeffrey Dahmer. Najee Harris. Really, Najee is from Antioch. Oh wait, yeah, he is from yeah. up north. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. His story is crazy. His story is amazing. Yeah, I, I was surprised that he didn't go to Michigan because, like. Him and Harbaugh like had a close relationship since Harbaugh mm-hmm. was at Stanford. Yep. So I totally thought Harbaugh he was going to go recruiting him since he was thirteen or fourteen. Yeah. So I totally thought he was going to go to Michigan, dude, and then he mm-hmm. fucking went to Bama. Took that last trip to Bama and signed with them. Yeah. After he got a fucking hundred thousand dollars in the McDonald's bag. Yeah. Before the I NIL, that, by the way. I thought that was Tennessee doing that. Oh, that's all of them, Irving. Come on. They now. all do that. Yeah. Come on now. Not, not my Trojans. Uh, yeah, we don't. We really don't. Sure. We just be we doing it on the side, dude. We buying houses and shit for people. Man, that wasn't no. It did, you gotta watch. That was Reggie a. Bush's. That was a uh a uh agent. No, it wasn't even an agent. You gotta watch Reggie Bush pivot interview, and it did. He was it. I'm an athlete or his pivot, and he tell you everything of how that story went down, and it's crazy. That's insane. All right, should we get some best bets in here? Yeah, my best bet is Steelers, plus two and a half. Ben? I'm going to go under uh, 39 and a half tomorrow. 
I too am going Steelers plus two and a half. And I'm also throwing a best bet out there. I'm taking Seattle University plus six against the Washington Huskies in college basketball. Let's go. Yeah, I mean, the Huskies must be dog shit. Uh, <laughs> they're decent. I mean, they... Uh, they but beat. you just said Seattle plus six. So. <laughs> well, Seattle's a good team, though. Oh, okay. You that know, means Washington ain't. Portland University... They only lost by one point to Michigan State today, dude. Damn. And guess who had Portland plus six? This guy right here. There we go. This fucking guy. killing. I'm killing college basketball right now. Absolutely destroying it. Right now, college basketball, 82-61-0 on the year. That's 57%. I'm up 17.9 units. That's 11.13 return on investment. Let's go. There and those uh and those first uh the the first score of the game, huh? Oh big money today. Shit. That I mean, come on, dude. I'm not gonna sit here and say like I handicap that well. I literally just throw five dollars on the two biggest long shots for every team every week, dude. <laughs> and they just so happen to hit sometimes, dude. You know what I mean? Fire. It ain't no it is it's not a good handicap. So don't take my advice on that. Hey, but you're winning money. That's right. Oh shit, Ben, we didn't do our uh, our beer re- review. Oh shit, we got to do that. I guess yeah. I guess we'll do that really quick. Um, <laughs> all right, tell me about how your beers were for the night. <laughs> yeah. Um, the Fremont, great IPA. Definitely would drink it again. Love it. Citrus flavors out the wazoo. Um, loved it, dude. Absolutely loved it. Four point five out of five. The sports IPA, this one's a little bit harder to drink because it's a lot stronger. And it's like got that like it's like drinking a loaf of bread. So okay. it, it like every every bite I take take like I literally feel like I'm taking a bite out of fucking bread, dude. So yeah. A little bit more difficult to drink. I would definitely drink it again. It's good. It's very good. <clears throat> and since the beavers beat the dog shit out of the ducks, I'm gonna give it a four out of five. There we go. All right, so I had the uh, the special ale from uh, Anchor Brewing Company. This is their Merry Christmas, Happy New Year beer. Um, the 2022 blend was not my favorite, I do have to say. If I am going to do uh, pick a kind of bigger brewing company's Christmas ale, I'm going with Sierra Nevada's Celebration Ale. Uh, much better, in my opinion, than uh, than the Anchor. I'm going to give this one a 3.5 out of 5. It wasn't bad. It wasn't good. Um, but it is bitter, bitter, bitter. There we go. Um, and then um, the second one that I had was the Almanac Beer Company. Um, they are out of Alameda, California. This was the Love Hazy IPA, part of their ugly sweater uh, kind of line. And uh, I'm going to give this one a 4 out of 5. Um, for a hazy IPA, it was really good. It was not like you were drinking a loaf of bread. Um, so this is, uh, you know, this is one that had a good balance of the kind of tropical hops with the um, the haziness of it. So um, four to five, not bad. I would get it again. I would, I, I would probably choose it over a lot of other hazy IPAs that I that I've been drinking. So good, good stuff. Hell Thank yeah. you all for listening to the podcast. Make sure to check out Irvin and Jordan tomorrow. Uh, they'll be talking college sports, what happened this week. Then all three of us will be back on Tuesday to talk about week 13 action in the NFL here. We're going to be talking about six games uh, you know, on, the, uh, on the lineup here. 
and hopefully this week's lineup will be better. I already got a handful of games I got circled for next week that I love. There we go. Yeah. There are some good ones there. So, uh, and then uh, Jordan Irvin will be back on Wednesday looking at, uh, at what's coming up in college football the next week. So, mm, can't um, wait. Make sure to Conference check out the championship weekend. There yep. we go. There we go. That's always a good time. And we got a lot of, we got a lot of, uh, well, we're going to cover a lot of news tomorrow. A lot of news tomorrow as far as uh, Luke Fickle getting hired at Wisconsin. We're going to talk about the Arizona State job. We're going to talk about um, Nebraska. Lane Kiffin. We're going to talk about the Auburn job. David Shaw, Stanford. A lot of news to talk about. There we go. There we go. All right. Thank you all for listening. Make sure to check out our socials on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, we're on Facebook as well. Make sure to check out the website, www.taproom.com, taproomsportspodcast.com. There we go. I've only been saying it for two and a half years. <laughs> Got to get it right every once in a while. Um, but, uh, so yeah, have a great uh, great week, great day coming up. Happy Monday. We will see you guys tomorrow. Let's Peace go. Sir. Peace. Fight on.